Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to More Than a Season podcast with Ashley and Brittany. Join us as we walk through what life is like supporting someone within the sports industry. Real, authentic, behind-the-scenes look at what the support system experiences but no one discusses. Grab a drink, sit back, and listen because we are about to get real. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Stop listening. Press pause. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the ratings and reviews. Select five stars and give us a review. And if you're on Spotify, click our podcast page and click follow and download to listen to all of our episodes. Thanks so much. Enjoy this episode. Hello, hello. Hey. Welcome back. We are thrilled to have a couples interview. Yeah, you guys liked the other one so much, we thought we'd bring on another couple. We're going to let them introduce themselves. All right. Yeah. Hey, guys. This is Jessica Young, and I'm here with my husband, Irvin Young. So we are here in Columbia, Missouri at Mizzou, and I'll let Irv give a little bit about that, but we have four kiddos. We have Serenity, who is 12. We have Jada, who is five slash going on 16. And then we have the twins who are eight months, Kinsley and Kyrie. So again, my name is Irvin Young. I'm a strength and conditioning coach at University of Missouri, working on year two right now, and it's been fun, exciting. So I just want to back up a little bit because I met these two amazing people when we spent our time at Kansas. You guys haven't had an incredible journey. So let's back it up because I know that you don't just start at Mizzou. So please give us the story of how you met and then how you went into this whole football world. Yeah, absolutely. So we met back in Tennessee. How many years ago? We'll be, it'll be... <laughs> <laughs> It, we're, we're, getting, we're coming up close on 10 years. So I think we're at nine, but been married eight in Almost May. Almost seven? Seven in May. Seven in May, right? Seven in May. He's yeah. like, it feels oh. like 10. Right? It feels like 20. Let's just say he had hair when I met him <laughs> and no gray. So it's been a while. I was in Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee, working, and he was at Cumberland University in Lebanon, Tennessee. Correct. So when we met, I was a graduate assistant football coach at that time, just working my tail off, grinding. I don't know if you guys know much about like different divisions in college football, but at that time I was a graduate assistant football coach at an NAIA school. So on those smaller levels, a graduate assistant coach is pretty much a real coach. So I coached the position, cut the grass, washed laundry. <laughs> so that that was the very beginning of the grind of the young family. Yeah. So I had Serenity at the time. Serenity and I were uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. So at the time I was with H and R Block, and we met. I could give you the Serenity version, or I could give you the real version. Um, I told Serenity we met at a ball in my gown. Reality, we met at a country bar. <laughs> There was no ball or gown. But anyway, so we met then and then long distance relationship for about half a year, maybe. Mm -hmm. We were about three hours apart. And then I took a job in Kansas City at our corporate office. And then we long distance for about another year and a half. Mm -hmm. And then he moved to Kansas City when we got engaged. And that's how he ended up at Kansas. And we were in Kansas for seven years. You were in Kansas for seven years. I was in, okay. <laughs> yeah, he was in Kansas. So I'm going to go ahead and go back and kind of 
reiterate what she said, but from my perspective. <laughs> so yeah, we, I did the graduate assistant thing for, for a year. And then obviously we did that long distance relationship. It was, it was really tough. Uh, just like any couple went through our ups and downs. But as time went by, I thought we both thought it was time to get a little bit closer and close that gap because she had a, a daughter, you know, so it's my stepdaughter and a beautiful, beautiful process of being a father. Just certain opportunities when I was growing up prepared me for that. But anyway, it was trying to close that gap of being far apart. So I, I moved up to the Kansas City area a lot earlier and then started off as a personal trainer, substitute teacher, you know, just trying to find my way, figured out that I wanted to get back in an athletic setting. So I actually drove up to Lawrence, Kansas, showed up at University of Kansas Expo Opportunity. And that's why I started as a, just a volunteer internship there with strength and conditioning. And from there, just gradually moved my way up, met a lot of great people along the way. It's definitely a grind from your perspective. That is awesome to work your way and kind of ask for that volunteer opportunity and work your way up. I coached at NAIA, so I do know having to like <laughs> take care of the field and we had to do all that. Like after a rainy day, I coached softball, so muddy fields were not fun to clean up <laughs> afterwards, but yeah. So you, did you know what you were getting into when you started dating him and you were like, okay, football, like this is what we're kind of going towards. Did you know anything about the football life at that point? No. And I, so I have been, well, up until when, when were the babies here in June? So mm-hmm. up until June, I was with my company 16 years. And so I was always single mom in it in the whole work life, right? That's kind of what I poured myself into. But at the time I was in school, he was going to school. So we were both working on uh, our degrees. So when he was in Tennessee, I saw the football side of it. I remember driving down to his first game and just kind of, okay, you know, it's cool. Watched it, didn't really think much of it. Like it's just another thing. Definitely didn't know the the moving and the life changes. So no, didn't really know what to expect with that. So when we when took the job in Kansas City, we didn't know that he was going to kind of stay on that path. We knew he wanted to be on that. But I think it was really when he walked into Kansas, when I felt like that's when it kind of became a real, this is going to be a life decision. So it was a little gradual. I mean, yeah. probably at Kansas is when I started figuring it out more along the way. And that's just when I met you, we stayed there for quite a few years. And then um, I took a job in Nashville. I guess to look at it, our world was a little bit different because some of our moves were because of my career and not always the football career. And so we've kind of juggled it both ways, really up until June. Now my career is for little people that I stare at all day. So that was a shift. In relationships, you always have to do what's best for the family. Yeah. So I thought that we complemented each other well in that aspect. You know, I remember having a conversation with the intern at the University of Kansas. At that time, I was still trying to personal train and being a substitute teacher at a high school. So I'm trying to balance all this stuff. And then she was like, look, if this is something you want to pursue, then we need to go all in because, you know, I felt bad just not really earning any money. But God bless her with the opportunity to be that breadwinner. And it gave me opportunity to go and pursue my dreams. And now we're in a position to where she can kind of sit back and be a full-time mom while I go out there and grind a little bit. I think that's super sweet. I just want to touch on that just because we don't see that very often in this industry where you balance it out career-wise. Usually at the very beginning from just the pattern that we've seen, you know, 
one person chooses, okay, this is what we're going to do. And so I do want to ask Irvin, when you were thinking about interning and going to help at Kansas, that is a bold move. You said that you just like got this idea. I'm going to go ask for this volunteer position. What was going through your head to like make that bold decision to go do that? To be honest, I think it was just God calling me to do what I'm meant to do. Obviously, it was scary because I drove 50 miles down the road, not knowing if I was even going to be able to see anybody. Like, literally, I showed up at the front door and was like, I looked up the strength and conditioning coach at that time. Uh, I hope he don't mind me mentioning his name, which was Scott Holsopel. And I just basically asked for him. Somebody went and got him, and then he sat me down and I just pretty much said, look, I'm still finishing up my master's degree right now. I just need an opportunity uh, just to see what this, this thing is like. And I'll volunteer and get my foot in the door. And he gave me that opportunity. And seven months later, start earning a little bit of income from doing. I love the boldness. I think the difference there is I remember him calling me because he said he was going there. And, and I think my thought was probably what you were thinking was, okay, you're going to drive up there and just knock on the door. I mean, how does that work? And I remember him calling me saying, hey, you know, he told me to submit my, my resume and, you know, he'll let me know something. And then he called me back a couple hours later and I'm thinking, you know, where are you? And I guess he stayed there just talking. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, well, I'm starting tomorrow. So it's funny how it just quickly transitioned. And I felt like it, it was almost similar with, with Vanderbilt. I mean, yeah. just quick, quick turnaround. When I took the job in Nashville, we didn't necessarily know what that meant for him. But again, it was that juggling of I had an opportunity and he loved what he did, so he wanted to stay in the field, but he, he has a, a way of relationships, and <laughs> those phone calls that I get are typically kind of funny of how they how they come out. Well, that situation, that was, that was pretty cool also, because after I found out that she had a better opportunity, obviously back home, another great opportunity for us to support our, our kids. I just started going and visiting different universities. You know, I went to UT, University of Tennessee, Vanderbilt, just visit all the universities in Tennessee just trying to network and stuff like that. I told my wife that, like, look, I'm go ahead and finish this year out at the University of Kansas. There's some seniors that has a whole bunch of transition in their careers. And I felt like I was like a staple that kept everything balanced for them. And I thought it was unfair for me to just up and leave in a critical time of the season. So, you know, we made that sacrifice of us living apart for that season. And then I let everybody know, like, look, uh, no matter what happens here, this is this is my last year. You know, my wife got a, another opportunity to support the family, and this is my last year. So just fast forward a little bit after the season was over, finally got in the car, moved back to Tennessee. And um, I remember doing this unpaid internship again with MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University. So... I did that for a while, and then in the back of my mind, I was like, my dream is to be a, a director at the Power 5 level, you know, a bigger university. So if I'm going to be, you know, sacrificing time, I should probably do that with something I see myself doing in the future. So from there, I drove up to Vanderbilt and visited those guys out there at Vanderbilt that I kind of built a little relationship with before. And I was like, hey, I'm back in Tennessee. And do you guys have like an internship or something I can do just to kind of get my foot in the door so I can stay involved? And then two weeks later, I get a call from the director there, which was James Dobson. Hope you don't mind me mentioning his name. But he called me up. He was like, 
Hey, Irvin, we got a guy leaving. And instead of you interning, I would love to hire you. We love you, like your resume, what you've done up to this point. And I would like to hire you right now as an assistant instead of doing an intern. And my mom was like, wow, this is insane. But, you know, I like to think that good things happen to good people, people that try to do the right things on a consistent basis. Yeah, I wonder, Jessica, what was going through your mind when he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to start driving to Vanderbilt again. She's probably like, okay, here we go. It worked last time. It's going to work again. <laughs> I think it's funny. And I think that most people in the career, at, and I'm currently with the Coaches Laws Ministry doing their Bible study. And the thing I hear constantly is like, take the leap. God's going to figure out the rest of it. And I think a lot of us do that. For us, it was, you know, do we really leave? what we have here at Kansas and, and move to Tennessee is like, it's the battle. You have family, but what are you sacrificing? And it was just at the time I was with a really good group of ladies there in Kansas, you know, we went back and forth and I think I got their encouragement and we, we did, we took the leap. So when he did get down there, it was, we knew something was going to happen. We didn't know what, as a matter of fact, I think he flew to the other side of the country for a job interview. And I was thinking, oh shoot, God, that wasn't the leap I was hoping for. I was hoping it was a little bit closer to home, but it worked out. So we, we stayed there in Tennessee until obviously here we are in Mizzou and uh, really enjoy it here. I think the only transition was we found out we were having twins about what a week before this job came up. Mm -hmm. And so that obviously shook our world up a little bit and God has a funny sense of humor. So that started a whole new journey for us. I just love how much you guys encourage each other and can kind of let one person lead and take that leap. And then the other one will follow and hope that something comes along and it has, and it's worked out great for you guys. I want to talk a little bit about that period where you guys were doing long distance, because I know we have a lot of our followers and people that listen to our podcast that struggle with that period that they might have to do long distance. What did you guys find worked best for you? Like communication wise, what, what did you guys find worked that you can share your wisdom on? <laughs> well, the very first time we was long distance, it, it, it wasn't as clean as it should have been because I was still immature so you know it'll be times where I'm playing the game with some of my friends and just completely lose track of times and forget to call or something like that I'm already terrible at communicating I'm getting better at something that she's constantly working with me on but I know it got on her skin a little bit you know, it's definitely been a journey, right? So I think we, I think we decided that it's coming up on 10 years since we started dating each other. So obviously growth, growth is a good thing. In the beginning, it was tough. Again, I was a single mom and I was working full-time, going to school full-time, working on my master's. He was going to school full-time. He was working and it was just, you know, trying to catch each other in the moment. Again, living two different worlds. So that was tough, but we, we made it happen. And then I think to what he said earlier, it's once we decided that this is, this is it, like this is kind of, we want to take the next step, get married. Then obviously he moved up and we kind of closed the gap on distance for the first time. And then I moved to Tennessee with two of the girls, Serenity and Jada, and I have family down there. So it was, it was easy. And we FaceTimed a lot at night, just let the girls see him. He drove down probably not a ton. I think it was football season. So I think you got your bye week. You probably came down and saw us. Yeah. yeah I didn't get to see much of you guys. Yeah. yeah. And so. and then the the last long distance piece, I was pregnant with twins and wobbling everywhere. And for me, it was it was tax season and I was a district manager at H&R Block. And so my days were long. I mean, it was 60, 70 hours a week, easy, where I was either on the phone, my laptop or in the office. So 
I think we just found time went found time and then he tried to drive down as much as he could especially when the twins were born and then once the babes were two months old mm-hmm. we moved up here can't say it's easy by any means it's always tough especially when there's kids involved but yeah. FaceTime visit when you can and um, keeping keeping the right perspective just yeah. knowing that you are sacrificing so your family can be where you want them to be in the future really that's the big one just keeping things in perspective yeah I think that's solid I think at the end of the day we're all in a season of life right every time we move jobs we go to a different city for a new you know football or whatever you're in whatever sport I think it's it's a season of life that you're in so it's you embrace it embrace the season and just roll with it Yeah, I love y'all's perspective. It's very inspiring. And I know that everyone listening will just really thrive from those answers just because we get asked that all the time and especially the kids factor as well. And we don't have children. So we just listening to long distance and success and seeing y'all successful is just very inspiring. But I do want to ask, so going from two to four, kiddos I know because I was one I was one of four growing up and my family did the exact same thing two to four and I have twin sisters as well but I want to know okay first off Irvin did you have to sit down when you heard the news or (laughs) what it was your reaction when you're like oh my gosh twin babies Um, here we go so it's funny because was actually visiting friends her best friend actually went with her to get the ultrasound or whatever and I was just sitting there watching TV, and then they sent him a message. No, actually, they sent me the picture, but he was recording me. I didn't know it was recording me. I was like, "Hey, how come it say baby A and baby B? Like, <laughs> like what's like what's going on?" And I was like, "Hold on, hey, two. There's the two babies." You know, you wasn't catching what we were throwing at him. So, no, at all. So it was actually. I think I was probably ten weeks. I mean, I wasn't far at all. Maybe nine weeks early on. And I just, I never had sickness with the other babes. And so I was like, look, let's, it was like one of those, you know, just the place you go get pictures to see, I don't even know what the place was called. Anyway, so we go in there and she took one scroll over my belly and I about had a panic attack because our deal between us and with God was we were going to have a boy. Like this was it. Like we were all three in agreement here that look, we're going to have a son. We're going to call it a day. We're done. The good news was we thought we'd have a 50-50 shot, right? Mm-hmm. At that time, we we're like, okay, I'm having slight anxiety here because I'm thinking, I gotta get a new car. Like, I can't, what do you do with four kids? You can't fit them in a normal car. I was out of it for a little while, to be honest. So we sent him the video. He's sitting there trying to figure out what baby A and baby B meant. <laughs> and so then I finally call him and I'm almost in tears and he just busts out laughing. I mean, we have two different perspectives on what four kids looks like. He would have a hundred, I would have like I was good at one and then I was good at two and I was topped at three and then boom, four. So it became real to me when I got here and, and still like I wake up and I'm looking at the baby monitor now. So I'm seeing kind of switching my eyes over. Yeah, they're, they're both there. There's still two of them. So it's four kids. It's, it's a party every, <laughs> every day for sure. I cannot even imagine. <laughs> like, so what was that like being a working professional working 60, 70 hours a week and then transitioning to a completely different life of being a stay-at-home mom, which is even more hours a week. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I think, um, again, leap of faith, right? So we, when, when the opportunity for Mizzou came up, you know, he was pumped, he was excited. And I'd already told him like, are we sure we're gonna make any more moves, right? Is this the right time? We did a lot of praying on it and we decided this was the best fit. He was excited. 
we decided not to commit to anything with my job. You know, again, 16 years in that career, my identity was my job. I mean, that's, that's what I did. I did that. I did school. And then, I mean, I had the girls, right? I mean, they were my babies and all, but I worked constantly. And so um, June 25th, I think I went on maternity leave the day before I had them. And that's a whole other funny story, but they just kind of came as soon as he got to Tennessee and we decided, you know, just again, wait, wait, see how we felt about it, see what it looked like. But there was no way, especially with COVID. I mean, I think you get signs. And again, that leap of faith becomes clearer and clearer as you go about. And so we have like Serenity is virtual school. So she's home most days. Jada, my little middle child, is our crazy one. She's home every day, right? And so putting them in daycare and me keeping the job just didn't sound realistic. So it's been really um, neat. I would be lying if I didn't tell him on some of the days he gets home that I can't do this. Um, I, I quit my job, the stay-at-home job, and I need a new job. I think I volunteered to work at Dunkin' Donuts at nights just to get out of the house and run away for coffee or whatever it took. But it's it's been good. I mean, I think it's a blessing. And again, it's, it's a season of life that I never imagined I would have, but it's it's a blessing nonetheless. So I'm sure one day I'll look back on this and realize it was some really, really good times. Yeah, I do want to ask, so your two older ones, I know that they have been through several moves for the sports industry and your job. So what does that look like when you sit them down and you talk to them about, okay, you know, you have to leave your friends, like you're leaving this area. They're different, right? Serena and Jay are opposites. All of our family was in Tennessee, all of my side of the family, and then her dad's family was in Tennessee. So it was harder on her. And she's shy. So her coming up here and just being 12, she's in that place where it's hard for her to make new friends sometimes because she's such a shy person. But I think she also gets like, this is, she's been through it so many times. And to be honest with her, we've moved so much, you know, she's resilient. So that's a blessing with her. And Jada, honestly, Jada wanted to meet the football team. So Jay is like on a whole other level, right? We just posted a picture or I did after Saturday with her and all the football players, like, she could care less where you take her as long as she has new friends. And her meeting a friend is if you make eye contact with her, your best friends, that's it. Um, you're going to have to like run and hide if you want to get away. So two different kids, never really have to worry about Jay. It's more serenity. Yeah, that's true. I think that's, by, that's pretty accurate. I don't think right now, since they're still kind of in that middle school age, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy for them. But I, I know once they start reaching like the high school age when – they start solidifying their own little life and routine and their permanent group of friends. I can see how they can get really complicated, but not there quite yet, but that's something that we'll both start taking into consideration as that time start getting closer. Yeah. I know that it's hard. I feel like we get questions again. People are like, I hope my kid turns out okay. <laughs> Cause we got to move all the time, but it is a good like point that you make is that each kid is individually different and their personalities are different and I think that you know it's just it's a each like a unique scenario I don't know if I would have been as outgoing as you know I would have been I guess if I didn't move as much and I feel like that is something that's kind of a advantage that people in the sports industry growing up kind of gain that confidence of meeting different people and new groups and diversity and all these things so I think that's great you guys, I'm going to put you both on the hot seat. Okay, Ooh. so each separately answer this question. One or two things you appreciate about the other 
when like you come home from work or like the other one's working. So when you were working a lot, what was something you appreciated about him? And when he's working a lot, what's something you appreciate about her? Give it to us. That's a good one. <laughs> Can I go first? Go first. <laughs> All right. The biggest thing is new babies. That was huge. I don't think she understand like how much I appreciate it because like, again, I am terrible at communicating, but just like going from a long day's work and that little two hours that I get to spend with them when I get home and they're all over the place being crazy, crying, hungry. I just look at them like, goodness gracious, like you are a trooper. She really do do a really good job. She's an amazing mother. And I am very fortunate to have somebody that is willing to sacrifice and do what she does on a, a you know, a daily basis. You can give me some more. Okay, I'm kidding. So I'll take that as it is. I'm just going to be upfront. So Irv is a man of many talents. You know, people hear me joking about him all the time, but my skill set, like I was good with people at my job. I haven't really figured out like the other aspects of it. He's a chef. Like he can cook and grill and bake. Before I met him, Serenity and I boiled noodles and sprinkled cheese on it. That was my gourmet meal. Like that was my solid go-to choice. He introduced us to real life food. So him cooking, he does, he gets home from work and he'll play with the babes. We'll put them down and then he goes straight in the kitchen and, and he cooks. So I haven't figured out that side of the housewife part yet. It's on my list of things to learn. Not there yet. And then just, I mean, little things. Obviously he's an incredible dad. Like he does the girl's hair. So I'll post pictures of their hair braided in all these different ways and everyone gives me kudos and I'll take it jokingly. But then I do admit like I didn't do any of that. He did it. So just, I mean, things like that. And then like this trash day tomorrow. He comes home and he gets that ready. So it's like those little things that sometimes you can easily overlook, but just being long distance. And when I had to do it, when he wasn't there, the girls like the hot mess. We weren't eating good. I was pregnant, not eating good. I mean, right. You start thinking about, wait a minute, you got to appreciate those small things in the moment for sure. So it is, it's all the small things that add up. Yeah. That's a really yeah. good perspective. Cause I feel like people don't realize that, but when you are long distance or they are gone for maybe a couple of weeks at a time, you're like, wait, I kind of missed when you did all these things for me. Yeah. I better acknowledge like the house is always clean. My laundry is done. <laughs> Look at all these brownie points. He's trying to get out of the doghouse so right now. I see work. it. <laughs> but in fairness, he also says that because, you know, there's a lot of the days that I don't know about you guys, but I wear his clothes all the time. I want to say that I get ready every day. I don't. I'm typically pretty slouchy, like t-shirt, tights. And one day he had, he, he had a nerve moment. He was like, you're wearing my shirt. And I'm like, this shirt will be clean and folded in the drawer before you blink and wake up in the morning. Like the laundry part I got on par. So I think now he, he, he lets me wear all this clothes when I wish and then knows that they'll be clean and ready to go the next day. So, yeah, I always joke about that too with Drew. I'm like, people probably think you are disgusting because he wears the same thing all the time. Cause I wash it like every day. So then it's on top. So he just grabs the first thing on top. I'm like, they probably think you're like a dirty kid that never does his laundry. Like wearing the same clothes over and over. I will say that Brittany and I are not chefs at all. And so we, we would eat the noodles and cheese. Yeah, that, sounds, that sounds really gourmet to me. I don't know what you're talking about. So totally on that. So you've got the kids, you've got all this going on. When do you make time for you both together? We've created from the good. I mean, I think we have a, a good ish flow going. We just started at what? A month or two, maybe mm -hmm. two months ago. Mm -hmm. So in our house, 
we have like a little area. We're actually like hiding in there now. It's like our basement, but we set it up as a movie room. So Friday night is our family night. So he gets home. He typically cooks dinner. I can pop the popcorn. I, I do pretty well at that. And we'll come down here. The babies, good thing. Hope it doesn't change. They're typically in bed by six. So they're up in their bed. They're good. The big girls come down here with us. We do a family movie night. But Saturday night is us. Like they know like, all right, big sis takes little sis up to her room. They get popcorn. That's, that's them for the night. And then we hang out down here, wine, us movie, no animated. I can't say no animated. We'd probably watch an animated movie, but it's our night. So Saturday night is our go-to. Um, obviously when football season comes around, that's dead in the water. We'll reconfigure. Yep. We'll just figure something out then too. Yeah. I love that idea. I feel like I've seen more and more like family movie nights and I wondered how people would make that work during football. So you'll have to keep us posted on what you guys do during football season. <laughs> yeah. I've sacrificed NFL football. Like I, I try oh. to cut that out because Saturday, whenever I get home from an early game, I'm watching football the rest of the day. So I try to <laughs> yeah. keep Sundays for the girls. Family day. Yeah, it's a lot more mommy girl family time. Like I watch the games, the girls will watch the games with me, but really when he's gone, that's like their time to get in the bed with me. Like we have our little summer parties. So it's more of a girl party during football season. And then I'll give you that Sunday, Sunday, he puts the football away ish. If we're, if, if, if we're not looking, he'll be looking at it again, or he'll be on his phone kind of slyly checking it, but otherwise he's pretty good. Yeah, I want to ask because y'all are very outgoing. So when you move and you go to this new community, what do y'all do as a couple to kind of meet people? Because y'all have done this so many times. And, you know, I met you, Jessica, literally from Bible study, but you were out and about and doing all these things. So what do y'all do? Let us know. Well, right now it's been pretty tough with everything yeah. that's going on. Honestly, we haven't got a chance to venture out and see the town yet because you know everything's been locked down but i'm pretty sure this summer will be a big one for us we'll get the babies we'll put them in the, in the strollers and we'll walk around downtown we'll hit some trails we'll figure out something to do yeah this this is where he's different than i earth has a personality where we go anywhere literally anywhere and he has a friend and i'm just you know invited to the party like if we go to the beach or anything, like I'll blink. And then all of a sudden he's like hanging out with five new people and we're all best friends. So we're a little bit different in that take. I like to think I'm outgoing, but I'm a very also shy person, like in new group settings and I'll, I'll tailgate. So I love food and donuts and donuts are always at tailgate. So Serenity and I will definitely tack on there. But I think honestly, here's probably been the easiest place. Kansas, it took me a couple years in, Ash, when you were there, I feel like that was like the solid staff. And we had some amazing ladies that made it really easy just to connect. But Mizzou, I mean, we've only been here. Me and the girls got here in August. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the staff is incredible. So Serenity has her best friend. I mean, I have friends here. And so COVID is here. But we have a couple ladies that we, I have a couple ladies that I hang out with or talk to. You know, it's easy to when you're in that same season of life. So they all have kids around the same age so that's kind of our connection meeting new people he'll meet somebody at walmart tomorrow i'm sure and they'll be best <laughs> friends for me it's probably more so typically within the staff itself is where i will i'll meet people 
I like the balance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you, I feel like it's always that way. One person's like a little bit more outgoing and one person's more reserved. Otherwise you don't balance each other off. Mm-hmm. Something you guys learned about each other or about this football season that you would tell somebody that is just starting out in this industry. So if you could go back in time and either tell yourself just starting out or you could tell somebody just getting into this industry one thing that you've learned, what would you tell them? Oh, the big thing for me would be being more outgoing as far as like building a relationship with some of the coaches that you come in contact with. Because I, I remember first getting into this field, like my nose was always down and I was just working, 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 but I wasn't really building relationships. And when in this field here, everything's come down to having great relationships with people. It's funny, it's almost like a fraternity, right? <laughs> Some of the same people get their people and they just bring them with them whenever they have those transitions. So right now, I just make sure I do a really good job at, uh, of meeting the coaches, introducing myself, being the guy that help them out wherever they need it. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. So I would say, I think I kind of said it earlier, but in, embrace the season that you're in. I mean, not just football season or whatever season, but truly the season of life. Anywhere that we've been, any city we've lived in, it was a different season. We had, you know, a younger kid or one kid or two kids or three kids, or I don't remember a time I didn't have any kids. That sounds like a whole different lifetime. But I mean, there are different places. In Kansas, I wish I was closer to family. And then I got closer to family and all I could think about was, man, I left some really good relationships in Kansas, right? And so each time you you're somewhere it may not feel like the perfect place but I feel like it's perfect for that moment of life that you're in perfect for that season so embrace it roll with the punches if the punches are coming or just enjoy it sometimes I think we we overthink it and and try and make up for something that doesn't need made up for so embrace the season wherever you're at and just go with it yeah Yeah, that's that's perfect perfect. yeah I was about to say that's perfect (laughs) advice I know I feel like you really spoke to me on that one I was like okay yeah I needed that I (laughs) needed that in that moment yeah (laughs) but we appreciate y'all coming on as our first couple interview you set the bar really high so we are very thankful that y'all came on yeah thank you guys so much and thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you next time thanks for Thank you so much for listening to this interview on More Than a Season podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season underscore Women's Guide for the latest updates. You can also follow our personal Instagram accounts at Ashley M. Kramer and Britt Labby. We would love it if you would download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. Thank you so much. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.